Well, hello there, you wonderful Catholic teachers from around the world, whether you're listening on the podcast, watching here on YouTube or Rumble. you got to be on Rumble because, you know, it's only a matter of time till the YouTube algorithm goes, what? He's talking about God? <laughs> Delete! Um, but I'm still here on YouTube at the moment, so if you're listening or watching, please subscribe to the channel, hit the notification thing so you get updates as soon as the next episode drops. Seven episodes a week, Monday to Friday, Karen argues with me all the time. She's like, there's too much content, seven days a week. I said, no, nah, the people that I really like, they're publishing seven days a week. And if they're good enough, I want to watch them every day. And I said, Karen, if, if what I'm putting out there's rubbish and no one likes it, then, you know, eventually I'll just, you know... I'll go and join the circus, but um, I want to put something out there every day. You know, maybe you don't listen every day, but at least the content's there for people. Um, so please subscribe. And uh, there is a link here to get free 10-week access to my Going Deeper program. So free 10 weeks, free 10-week access to our teacher formation program. So just check the links. It'll be, there it is. Hit that link, 10 weeks, all yours. Uh, and there's links here about me speaking and other stuff. So check it out. Right, today we're going to just go a little bit further with some of what we did yesterday. Yesterday I went off the reservation, I had a big rant about my passion for what I think Catholic schools should be doing, and uh, go check it, it's back yesterday, and today we're going to just kind of riff on that a little bit more. It's a quote from one of the uh, the great bishops that we had over the last um, sort of 50 years, Archbishop Charles Chaput, from, uh, uh, he was in Denver and then he was in Archbishop of Philadelphia, um, and I got to speak in Philadelphia to all the Catholic teachers there, and it was I got such great memories of that day. It was such a beautiful day. Uh, we had about 3,000 Catholic teachers in the room, and I was invited to keynote for all the Catholic teachers in Archbishop Chaput's diocese. It was a real privilege. He's a man that um, uh, Karen got to meet. We got some great photos with her meeting him at a book signing in Washington, and uh, you know, a great man, just one of the lions. You know, one of those, one of those, dare I say it, relatively few bishops at the moment that are prepared to stand up and um, preach the truth in season, out of season, welcome, unwelcome, to preach the truth and have the courage to lead and to shepherd the flock instead of, um, you know, acting as kind of just um, administrators. You know, we've we, we got plenty of administrators. You can find those. But bishops, teachers of the faith, you know, um, men that will stand up and protect the flock from wolves. If you know a good bishop, send them this, you know, give them some encouragement because, you know, the real ones like Cordelione, uh in San Francisco at the moment calling out Nancy Pelosi, boom. Man, as soon as I saw that, I, I flipped it to a few people. And I said, well, it only took 50 years, right, but somebody's finally decided we're done. It's enough. You can't trash the faith in public and call yourself a Catholic. You can't. It's not right. Okay, you wouldn't get away doing it in any other area, so you can't do it here. So anyway, end of rant. Let's jump into this quote from Archbishop Chaput. I really like what he's got to say. Let's hear it. If we lack the confidence to preach Jesus Christ without hesitation or excuses to every generation, especially to the young, then the church is just another purveyor of ethical pieties the world doesn't need. As I said yesterday, if you want ethical pieties, go and watch Oprah, turn on The View... There's plenty of places for ethical pieties. For years I've been saying that, you know, you want to know when the church has been most effective in history. It's when it was standing against the culture. Every time you can't tell the difference between the church and the culture, we're, we're going to be out of business. We're, we're in the wrong business. You see, the church is a sign of contradiction. She, she is prophetic. She, she holds the, the, the culture to account. She holds me to account uh, in all my imperfections, right? Like, you know, the minute that we sound the same as the culture, 
something's gone wrong. And in a lot of our schools, at least again in my country, and I'm probably going to lose more and more of my Australian viewers, but, you know, we're, we're not a lot different from what's around us. You know, we do a few liturgies, we have the odd prayer, but, you know, the, the political indoctrination, the, the, the singing off the same song sheet as the culture can be endemic. And, and what Archbishop Shapu is telling us, he's gone, if we don't preach Christ... Come on, it's not complex, right? We preach Christ. We talk about him. We revere him. We worship him. We present him to young people as not a wisdom figure who was nice. Okay? I often used to joke with Karen, you know, when, when Jesus chases the money changers out of the temple, the actual, scriptural, the actual scripture says he made a whip. He made one. He didn't pick one up. And people always think that he picked it up and he, took, he kind of flicked it near them. He was like out come on out look i don't know i'm not saying jesus was violent i'm just making the point he made a whip he was he was angry he was like you have turned this sacred place into something it's not and you got no darn right to do it and get out zeal for my father's house will consume me right you know this idea that we just present him as a wisdom figure, you know, and that he was nice and that we teach the kids that he holds lambs and maybe Jesus did hold a lamb. I don't know. I want, have you watched The Chosen? It's, a, it's awesome. You know, I could see an episode of The Chosen where Jesus is holding a lamb, maybe. But those overly pietistic ideas that gentle Jesus, meek and mild, you know, he taught us to be nice to each other and, you know, we, that's it. Like, it's more than that, you know. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He, he is the, the Christos Pantocrator, the Lord of the universe. He is the one before whom every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's kind of, yes, he's loving. Yes, he's gentle. Yes, he is mercy. He is all of these things. But we can't just strip out some of those bits and just go forget the kind of more challenging bits that call us to greatness, right? What does Christ really do to young people? Well, Pope Benedict was huge on this. He calls you to greatness. He calls you to difficult things and to love and to sanctity and to, you know, martyrdom. I don't necessarily mean martyrdom in the physical sense. I mean, you know, for a lot of young people to be a courageous, bold, loving, compassionate disciple of Jesus can be a social martyrdom for our kids. So let's preach Christ. Let's stop with ethical pieties because we don't need any more. We don't need any more hashtag I stand with the latest thing. Okay, seriously. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's only so many, you know, hashtags you can put in your bio I stand with, right? Like we're going to run out of them or we're just going to have so many that it doesn't mean anything. You know, virtue signaling, like, come on, like, I, I think we just got to preach Christ. And we've got to know Christ and we've got to, seek his mercy for our own failings and weaknesses and be vulnerable about who we are and depend on him for everything and and grow in holiness and that's all i want to say so have courage if you're one of the few people still watching be holy be a saint be brave go into your school and preach christ you know cardinal pell um who um you know was was you know, was in jail for a long time, of course, recently. Many years ago, he, he, when he was Archbishop in Melbourne, he organised a great big review of the religious textbooks because he thought the curriculum was absolutely rubbish and he was like, let's do it properly and spent a lot of money and people were like, criticising him for, you know, 
for taking it all so seriously and trying to get all the curriculum redone for religious education. And he, you know, they were like, well, you know, kids these days, all this secular stuff, like, you know, we're not, it's just too hard to reach them. And he famously said, I at least want the young people to know what it is they are rejecting. He said, if they want to reject it, well, if we've done all we can, then that's on them, right? Like all we can do is present the gospel because I at least want them to know it. So if a kid's coming to our Catholic school, they have the right of baptism to know the faith, to at least have Jesus presented to them. And we've got to give it our best. And if after giving it our best and preaching him fearlessly and modeling him through our lives so that we are good, decent, compassionate, loving educators, if they reject Christ after all of that, then fine. It's not on us, okay? We did the part that we could do and the part that we were called to do through our vocation and through our baptism. But let's not end up, you know, on our deathbeds thinking, well, we never did the part we were meant to do. All right, that's it. Please hit subscribe. Grab yourself free 10-week access to Going Deeper. Please share this with people. And uh, my name's Jonathan Doyle. I'll have another message for you tomorrow.